Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo! Welcome into the House of L podcast. <laughs> My God. The Bears get boat raced out in Kansas City. And we are going to spend a little bit of time talking about all of it. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you would even click on this particular episode. Knowing what you went through this afternoon. Knowing that you had to sit there and watch that. I was watching. I was I was sitting there thinking while I was watching Red Zone this morning slash afternoon. And I'm sitting there going, to give you a little behind the curtain of what goes on. Ordinarily, when I'm watching a Bears game and I'm not like hosting a TV show afterwards, I have a folio with a legal pad in it. The folio and the legal pad, I sit there and I I take my notes. Like I'm and I'm pretty good about taking my notes. It becomes a whole thing. And right before the game started, I'm like, do I really need to take notes? on this particular game. Now, I knew that it was going to be a Kansas City win. I knew that going in. I joked about it earlier this week. I was on VEASAN with Sean King, and we were talking, and they asked me about 12.5 points and whether or not the the Bears would be able to cover the 12.5 points. And I said, I said, the VEASAN listeners should explore alternate lines like they asked me the question and that was my natural response that if you're betting if you're thinking about betting on this game you should explore alternate lines and I think I had someone in my mentions bring it up that they got I think they ended up getting the Chiefs at 30 and a half right And so you end up covering that. You end up covering that. This was such a failure. Like all the way around, an absolute failure of football. And and an absolute embarrassment. Like, (laughs) it wasn't worth your time. 
we've been lucky. Like last winter and even the winter before that wasn't too bad. And obviously, like the winter before that, we were kind of coming out of COVID. But we all know that the nice days in Chicago are precious. You can feel it, right? Like you can feel it as the the night comes a little earlier. You can feel it. And so nice days in Chicago are precious. And here you are taking a perfectly good Sunday in Chicago and handing it over to the Bears. I, for one, prefer 325 kickoffs. I love it. For what I do, it's helpful. But I can imagine, like, this is the type of game where if you were, if it were a noon kickoff and you were watching it, you could have just been like at 1 o'clock, been like, you know what? I think I'm going to go get some brunch. I think that's the move for the rest of the day. Me getting brunch. I don't have to watch this. I don't have to think about this no more. It's just too damn ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, man. There's not a lot to say here. It's a whole calendar year that we're talking about since the Bears last win. Like, that's, that's where we're at. A whole calendar year. And things were supposed to be getting better. There's supposed to be steps along the way that ensure that things were getting better. The quarterback is worse. There's no denying that anymore. I'm as big a Justin Fields fan as anybody. And I can't tell you that there's been enough good for me to try and challenge anyone that doubts him. I think there are reasons for it. I think that he laid some of those reasons out and then backtracked from it, which I thought was whack. I know I just, like, rhymed like I was Eminem there where you rhyme like, the whole couplet. Anyway. Tell me Luke Getze's qualifications before he got this job. And if the only thing that you can put up as a qualification for Luke Getze is he stood close to Aaron Rodgers, he had proximity to Aaron Rodgers, that's not good enough. Matt Eberflew's supposed to be the defensive guy, right? What does defense look like today? Against an offense that has struggled. Like, if this were the running on full cylinder Kansas City Chiefs offense that we've seen, that'd be one thing. You know, like they're clicking, and it's week 10 or whatever, and they're starting to put it together. No, this was an offense that was struggling to find itself. I think they're of the wide receivers, not the pass catchers, because you got to have Travis Kelsey in there. Of the wide receivers, the most catches that they had was six. So they weren't moving the ball very well. You saw that they lost their first game to Detroit in their offense last week against Jacksonville. And that Jacksonville thing is ugh, too right now. But against Jacksonville, they, they didn't look like themselves. But they had a get-right game today. They had a get-right game against your Chicago Bears. And, and they punished them. Like absolutely hammered. From the word go, you knew that you didn't have to crack your notebook. 
that you were just going to watch a Bears defense give up all sorts of passing yards, all sorts of rushing yards, five total touchdowns, and and had Kansas City wanted to put 70 on the Bears, they would have. Without a lot of resistance. Without a lot of resistance. It, it's, it's the worst type of loss. It's an organizational failure. I was texting with some friends of mine who cover sports all across the country. Shout out to my man, Clinton Yates, who hit me up amongst the people who I was texting with. And I was just telling them, like, this is everything. This is everything that's been wrong with the Bears encapsulated inside of one game. You had a week where they're out here trying to tell you that they were going to rally from their defensive coordinator being inappropriate at their building. For the last week and a half, the organization has been without a defensive coordinator. And one of my issues is, if your head coach had come in with a plan, and the plan was that he wasn't going to be the play caller on defense because he wanted to spend as much time as possible with all facets of the team, which I think is a really good plan, then he can't be sitting out here being both head coach and defensive coordinator while the team is going through a crisis. You, you need to give all of your time and energy to Patrick Mahomes. And your head coach didn't do that. That's a failure. You could say, oh, well, Lawrence, he was dealt a bad hand. Well, he dealt himself a bad hand. That's his guy. He brought Allen Williams here. They've worked together for the last five years. And Ryan Poles, he has to understand that you can't live like that where the head coach is trying to cover for the defensive coordinator while the ship is sinking. You got other problems. You have a quarterback that feels like he isn't on the same page with his coaches and his offensive coordinator. You got an offensive coordinator that has game planned in a way that looks like there was no progress made last year. And why in the world going forward would I think that that guy has what it takes to figure out how to make the quarterback work if even the quarterback can work? Justin Fields was under 100 passing yards in this game. That is disgusting, especially when you're talking about a game that was out of reach. A game that should have opened up because they're not, they're playing safe coverages and trying to get out of this game without any injuries. It should have opened up an opportunity to make plays. Now, granted, guys drop balls, and that, that's one of the things that happens to bad teams. So you get a couple of really good throws from Justin Fields. One of them down the sideline to DJ Moore, he drops it. One of them over the middle of the field to Chase Claypool, he drops it. All of that stuff is unacceptable. The way that Fields played, 
Guys that he missed, flat out missed because he doesn't have his eyes down the field or he's too scared to throw the ball or whatever it is, whatever it is. It's terrible. When we come back, I want to talk about the idea of consequences when it comes to a loss like this. We'll do that next. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I don't know how long you've been a fan of mine. Maybe it's been since I started covering the Bears in 2003. Maybe you're someone who really enjoyed me on the Football After Show or Channel 5. Maybe you're someone that just jumped on when House of L started. In my history of talking about sports in Chicago, I have tried for the most part to stay fairly level-headed. When it comes to the Bears, like, I'm not a Bears fan because I covered the team. I lost that. Like, that doesn't live inside me anymore. So I try to look at it as clinically and as detached as I can while still looking at it, hopefully, taking the feedback that I get from you, whether it's on the radio shows or emails or text messages or on social media. I try to take that feedback and then... Um, talk to you about it and say, I'm, I'm representing these people. I've never been the person that walks away from a game like this and says, you know, fire everybody. Because usually those types of things don't, they don't solve problems and they do feel punitive. I am someone that's about finding solutions. That's kind of my brand in my my personal life and in my professional life. I like to try and bring people together, and I try to find solutions. Here's where I'm at. I'm not saying that people, that firing anyone is going to save anything for the Bears' 2023 season. I'm saying that If we have enough data on the quarterback at this point, then we have enough data on a lot of other people. And I think that this week was a referendum on Matt Eberflus' head coach. The way the Allen Williams things was handled, and he has to wear that. That's his man's. That's his man's that he brought into the building. And if you're telling me that he's some sort of great coach, I need, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about Eberflus. I need the evidence of that. And you don't have any. There's no evidence if I were Ryan Poles or Kevin Warren or George McCaskey and I'm asking Matt Eberflus to defend his job as head coach of this team, 
What in the world would he present as evidence? He's got nothing. And here's the thing. Eberflus might not be the problem here. Because we know that there's an issue of talent, which was not addressed by the general manager. You did not get some of the players that your head coach needed going into this season. That's on polls. But even if we allow for the idea that Matt Eberflus isn't the problem, you show me where he's the solution. Because I don't see it. In the way that he handled things this week with the Allen Williams stuff, and again, that's your man's. You have to own that. In the way that he tried to handle all of that leading into this game. Why in the world would I allow for him to continue to be this team's head coach when there has been nothing about how he does his job that makes me think that he's qualified? And the same thing goes for the offensive coordinator of this team too. Show me your work like a math problem. These are the things that if I were the general manager or the president of the team or ownership, I would be demanding right now. Luke Getze, why do you deserve to still be this team's offensive coordinator? Oh, you don't have any good answers? Did you help the development of the guy that... that we had circled and hoping that he was going to be the quarterback? No. In fact, he might be going backwards under you, under your leadership, under your game calling? No. Unacceptable. Imagine those guys having to defend themselves on a cross-examination to save their jobs. Luke Getze and Matt Eberflus would not have any firepower available to try and save their jobs. Why should they have them? And yeah, I do think that that leads to a question about the general manager too. There are all sorts of things where you go, that's an odd choice that Ryan Poles made, but okay. How are you going to bring in a head coach and know the defense that he wants to run and then send him out there for two seasons without the most important part of the defense? How is that possible? That you couldn't identify or didn't have the balls to draft the position that you needed. I'm watching, and I know they tried to get Larry Ogunjobi, but they failed. I'm watching Larry Ogunjobi on Monday Night Football, and I'm like, huh, seems pretty healthy. You chose to not draft Jalen Carter, and I get that everyone found their way to, well, let's see it from Poles' perspective. They really didn't have any leadership in the locker room. That's going to help. They brought in Chase Claypool. 
and you've spent two weeks worrying about whether or not Chase Claypool wants to play football. There should be massive consequences for a 13-game losing streak, a coach that had to resign because he seemingly a nasty man, a head coach that has been pantsed now by Green Bay, an offensive coordinator that hasn't been able to figure out how to make things work. Maybe not the general manager yet, but he should be on notice. Yeah, you pulled off the DJ Moore trade. Awesome. Incredible. What'd you do at left tackle? Oh, you didn't bring in any competition? Oh, okay. Did you get a three technique for your coach? He needs one of those to make his defense work. No? You're just going to wait. So you're going to wait to get the three technique in the hope that in what, year four of the head coach? That he finally has the player that he needs at the most important position on his defense. That seems like shitty planning to me. I hope that the Bears are taking a nice long look at themselves. But I doubt that they are. Or I doubt that they'll have the self-awareness to go, man, we messed this up. What do we need to do to try to turn this thing around? I'm not sure that they have any of the things that they need to fix it. All the way up the organization. They were embarrassed on national TV. The Fox play-by-play people were in their bag of talking about the barbecue in Kansas City in the second quarter of this game. They couldn't wait for Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown so they could show you Taylor Swift. The Bears had an opportunity to mess up the party, and they didn't even show. No pressure on Patrick Mahomes. No want to on offense. No answers. None. No answers. How in the world would a Bears fan think that any of this is going to get better before it gets worse? I was looking at the schedule, and unless they pull this thing off against Denver, which I guess is possible next week, although they're, the only proof of that you have is that Denver's bad, not that the Bears are any good. This losing streak could get to 19 before you get to the Panthers. And even that game, you know what? It's fine. I'm out. I'm done. Because it. This. I'm going to be doing a whole lot of talking this week. But I wanted to give you the business first. And let you discuss, because this is horrendous. And it needs to be called out on every single level of the Bears organization. This was a failure. 
and they've been a failure. No half stepping, no sugar coating. Try to enjoy the rest of your night or the rest of your day. And know that you, at whatever it is that you're doing, are working harder, trying harder, and working to find more solutions to the Bears' problems than the Bears are. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.